<laughs> you're spending like the last like two years of your life evading like credit card companies that are calling you all the time and collections. I'm like in my full Gucci outfit, like <laughs> traveling the world on credit. I wouldn't even spend my money. Honestly, I would just keep my money and then I would just do it all in debt. <laughs> You know what I've been thinking about this Halloween, Sammy? Tell me. Death. Classic Halloween thoughts. Classic Halloween thoughts. You know, All Souls Day, ghouls, witches, ghosts, Barbie, saints, all the creepy things in the world. But those weren't necessarily the things that had driven me to start thinking about death. I was actually reflecting on how much my life has changed in this past year. And I realized that a big moment was a year ago, a radio tower fell on our house. That's right. A radio tower did fall onto us. Onto our house. And was it a near-death experience? Who can say? Not according to the building inspector. They said that a little roof damage was to be expected. But when a large metal object comes plummeting at you from the sky, yeah, it makes you think about the brevity of your life. Amen. And for me, literally in that moment, we were talking about some of my fears about how I wanted to do things like write online and promote my stuff more and put myself out there. But I had all these fears, fears about what other people think about me, fears that I wasn't good enough. And then suddenly a radio tower crashed onto our roof. You can imagine, people, that I thought that was a sign, Mm -hmm. a sign that I needed to think about my life. Life is short. And life is very long. And I realized in that moment that I needed to really lean into creating the life that I wanted to create. And it was then in October of 2022 that I started my writing class. I started to put myself out there. And my life has completely changed in that time. I realized that there's a lot of benefits to reflecting on life and death, even though, to be honest, death can be a very scary topic to me. One of the tools that we found helpful in framing your life and thinking about what you want to be doing today is something we call death clock. Death clock is pretty much an imaginary timer that says, what if your life were going to end in one year or five years or 10 years? What would you change? What would you do differently? How would that affect how you feel about what you're doing today? Because that gives us some perspective on whether we're on the right path or whether we're doing something that we really just don't want to be doing at all. Strangely, Sammy, I'm excited to talk more about Death Clock today. Let's get into it. But first, you know when I was thinking about death recently, Sammy? When I was in a metal tube in the sky, being shook like it was nobody's business on our way to Charleston. And then on the way back, our flight got canceled. We got separated. You're going through North Carolina. I'm going through Dallas. I almost missed my connection flight. It was a nightmare. That's why I'm so excited that we are partnering with AirHelp. 
AirHelp is great because they help you in those crazy times when your flight gets canceled or delayed an obscene amount. Here's the thing. If you travel by plane, you have air passenger rights. In places like the United States, Europe, Brazil, there are laws in place where you can actually be compensated if the airlines is just canceling your flights willy-nilly. But calling the airlines is such a pain. Not sure if you've ever done it. It's literally a second nightmare. What AirHelp does is you give them your flight information. They will go, they talk to the airlines, they see if they can get you any compensation. And if they can, that's the only time you pay. You pay $24.99 and they help you get what is your dues. So if you've been in a situation in the past three years, which is probably all of you if you've flown, go to the link in our show notes and go check out AirHelp. They are here to help you if you've been in a situation where your flight's been canceled or delayed an insane amount. Now back to today's topic, death clock. This may shock some of you, but Michelle and I are not the first people to think that reflecting on death is a great way to spend your living life. In fact, death meditations have been part of the practice in Buddhism and in Stoicism for many, many years. Michelle and I found a lovely piece by Charlene Lucas where she discusses how death meditation can reduce anxiety and improve your life. It's a really interesting piece, Sammy, because she not only goes over some of the history of death meditation, but she also talks about her own experience as a registered nurse being there for people when they cross over. And we'll be incorporating some of the great points that she makes in her piece. And unlike the death meditations, some of which included reflecting on your own decomposing body. I mean, ew. (laughs) Was that necessary? I don't know. Our death clock is a little bit more fresh, definitely a lot more sanitary. Imagine you have a clock next to you and this clock says tick, 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 five years and 45 days. And that is the amount of time you have left. Imagine that clock says two years. Imagine that clock says a hundred years. What would you change about your current scenario if you knew you had X amount of time left? It's interesting, Sammy, because we originally spoke about this idea a couple years ago when we were moving to our small town in the middle of nowhere, and life was very different for us. We were doing this as a hypothetical, trying to think about these important decisions we were making, like you were quitting your job and we were moving. Unfortunately, we have been very close to death since then, both ourselves and our own near-death experience. We've known people who have lost their lives. We've had people go through some pretty crazy traumatic experiences, and it really, really drove home for me since we've had that conversation that life is very, very fragile, and we are so lucky to even have this one life to live. It's true, Michelle. And what I found really interesting about when we previously discussed the death clock is that that was when I was about to start my job in the middle of the desert. And at that time, I said that if I knew I only had two years left to live or five years left to live, I would actually just stop working and spend time hanging out with my friends. I literally said that on our previous podcast. And I was shocked to re-listen to that because that's what I'm actually doing with my current life right now. Since that time, I've 
stopped working and I've taken a sabbatical. I found it really interesting because what I had actually discussed as my shorter timeline death clocks did eventually play out in my reality once I had more resources. I think it's interesting, Sammy, because I think deep down we do know what we want. You were already expressing that. And this brings us to the first benefit of the death clock. The death clock can help you realize what is your authentic self. In the self-help and the self-growth community, it is really common to hear people say things like, be your authentic self, be true to yourself. And sometimes it's just really hard to know what's truly authentic. But that's what I like about the death clock. Sometimes when we put down those shorter timelines like the two-year, the five-year, the 10-year death clocks, we can see what we would really want to do right now if we knew that our time was truly, truly limited. And that is the authentic life that you would want to lead. It's true, Sammy. And I think the timing is important because sometimes people are like, what if you knew your life would end tomorrow? Or what would you do if it was a zombie apocalypse? And I am always like, in those moments, I would go to the store, (laughs) I would buy zebra cakes, Oreos, chocolates, Reese's, all the delicious good things that I deny myself, and I would eat my face off until I was in a sugar coma and wait for my end. While calling our family members to say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Which is maybe not your most authentic self. That is the one day self. But when you go two years, five years, ten years, that's a little bit less dire and a little bit more authentic to how you actually want to live your life. Yeah. I mean, just in the sugar example, if I'm going to live for a long time, I want to be healthy and I want to take care of my body. That's the reason I don't gorge myself on sugar all the time. And I'm happy you don't as your sister. Thank you. Sugary treats aside, Sammy, what I realized in the past few years is how important it was to me to be able to create things and share that with people that I love. I think I've always known that about myself, but there's been a different urgency in my life to face my fears and really lean into trying and maybe failing, I don't know, but at least trying the things that are interesting to me. It's funny, Michelle, how Death Clock can point out what those fears and limitations are. For example, for me at that time, I talked about how I would love to quit my job and focus on relationships. But I had financial fears. I had identity fears. I didn't feel like I could do that unless I really, really knew that my timeline was short. But doing the death clock at least made me recognize that, hey, finances are part of the reason I wouldn't do that today. But if I had more finances, I should revisit that idea. And this year, when I felt like I had enough money to leave my job, I did leave my job. So sometimes going through that exercise, that death clock exercise, and picking out what are those true limitations that are preventing you from doing things today, that can at least make you realize that that's something you need to work on so that you can get to your ideal life. Yes. And this final point, getting to your ideal life, is something that I loved from this piece as well. The final benefit of death clock is that it does help you change your current life to be a better life now. Sometimes we are waiting for permission. Sometimes we're too afraid to move forward. Sometimes we have our own hangups that aren't real. But when we actually take the time to think, 
to do a meditation, to go to that moment on our deathbed and realize, hey, I would be unsatisfied if I never put myself out there and tried. If I didn't put my writing out there, if I didn't create a podcast or I didn't move across the country, whatever your dream is, a lot of us do have something that we really, really want. It's authentic to us. We can't tell you what that thing is. But having the death clock or doing a death meditation really helps you identify that there are potentially things that are still left undone in your life. Michelle, I'm going to ask you, if your death clock said 50 years, would you change anything with your life right now? 50? Mm -hmm. What would that put me at? 60? Okay. Uh, no, actually, I don't think so. And part of the reason for that is because I really do try to live a life now that is very authentic to what I want. Honestly, if it said one day, I would still feel really happy. Like I try to ask myself that question, like, am I happy now? Am I doing the things that I want to do? And it's not about the outcome. It's about the journey that I'm on, and I'm really happy with that journey right now. What about you? I did eat quite a bit of sweets on my recent vacation, so that I'm definitely going to cut out either way. (laughs) That will be cut out. If my death clock said 50 years, I don't think I would change anything. If my death clock said five years or maybe two years, I think I would be a little bit more aggressive about like putting out information about sabbaticals and things that I'm going through right now for other people. I would want to share more of that information so that I can share my experience in case other people can relate to that and inspire people to change their trajectory as well. I love that, Sammy. And the real question is, would you care about paying off your student loans? (laughs) If my... You know what they say, all the only guarantees in life are death and student loans. Ooh, if my death clock said two years, I don't know. I think I would still try to pay off my student what? loans. I don't know why. What? I just, I, I feel like I just don't want to have debt when I die. <laughs> I would probably get another credit card and max it out. I'd be like, you know what? We don't have kids or a husband or anyone who's going to inherit this. Like, I'm about to live my best life. <laughs> You're spending, like, the last, like, two years of your life evading, like, credit card companies that are calling you all the time and collections. I'm, like, in my full Gucci outfit, like, <laughs> traveling the world on credit. I wouldn't even spend my money. Honestly, I would just keep my money and then I would just do it all in debt. <laughs> That's probably not true, but I definitely don't think I would be like eager to pay anything off. So yeah, this whole debt aspect that we're talking about right now, ignore that. Ignore forget it. that. Forget that. Okay, just assume that you don't want to be living in debt. Yeah. Honestly, too many people, I think, do, <laughs> no matter how long they plan to live, are hoping that they can just ignore that problem. Other than debt. Everything else you should try to aim for in your life. Takeaways. Take away from this episode. Calculate your own death clock. Really imagine it. You're sitting there. There's a timer next to you. The timer says two years and it's counting down. Tick, tick, tick. Would you change anything? It says five years. Would you change anything? What about a 10 years? What about a 20 years? 50 years? What would be different? 
And why is it different in those different scenarios? Are there any fears? Are there any genuine limitations like finances, like time, like resources? What are those resources? And can you change your situation so that you can get more of those resources so that you can move towards your authentic life? I really like this as a journal prompt, Sammy. And something I often think is life is short and life is long. My life is short. I want to make sure I enjoy it. I want to make sure that I'm doing the things that are important to me. And life is long. I could live a very long time and I need to keep this body preserved. I want to make sure I'm building relationships. I want to make sure that if I'm here for a long time, I'm here for a good time. A good time and a long time. Mm -hmm. Community time. Now it's time for our community time. Community time. I have just returned from a 10-day adventure of babysitting my cousins. Six children. My cousins, six children. They range from age 8 to 16. So the word babysitting is not exactly accurate because they are not babies at all. But still, as someone who has no children and does not desire future children, all of a sudden becoming a guardian to six children was a very different experience. Yes, and she went with my mom. I did not go. Luckily, my mom was there with me too because it would be a lot of work if I was alone. How was it? Oh, it was good. The second day that I was alone there, I had to pick up the kids from school when I actually got a call from the school asking me to come early because one of the kids has had one too many spins on the merry-go-round. <laughs> Which I totally get happened to me. You get back on and you spin the other way. You know what I mean? And then you never get back on the merry-go-round again. Okay. Sammy actually does hate rides like that. She gets yes. very nauseous. It's like, why do you want self-induced vertigo? I don't know. But <laughs> yes, so he was asking to be picked up early, although I couldn't really get there early. And he was unfortunately still going to have to join me and all the other children. <laughs> on our hour-long drive to The Allergist. So I'm in my minivan with all the kids in there. <laughs> and I start hearing him from the back start screaming, I'm going to regenerate! I'm going to regenerate! Wow, that's a, that's a good attitude. A different type of death clock. No idea what he was talking about until I realized he was trying to say that he is going to regurgitate. Oh. When his brothers and sisters started to check him, He's the second youngest. And tell him that he shouldn't vomit. He needs to control it. He <laughs> needs to stop trying to force himself to throw up. They were really <laughs> getting at <active. laughs> You know, I have one sibling. I get it. <laughs> and I'm like, can someone please get him a bag? <laughs> Just in case he's not exaggerating. I really don't want him to puke in the car. <laughs> So yeah, so he got the garbage bag, did a little minor puking, felt better, and we got the allergy shot. Everything was okay. You know, sometimes you just got to get it out. You really do. What is a minivan filled with six kids, but a public miracle round? And that's when I realized, you know what? I never wanted to have kids and I loved watching them, mainly because they're my cousins and I love them. But no matter how long my death clock was, I'm not going to have six children. <laughs> it is a lot. And I give a lot of props to my cousins for raising them every day. Oh, yeah. Hey, I give props to our parents for raising two of us. Mm -hmm. Now that my friends are raising kids, now that I really have a lot of visibility into what that looks like, it's not easy. So props to all our moms and dads out there. Shout outs from our community. Shout outs from our community. My friend Kat sent us a text. She loved the How to Build a Community episode. 
and the friend database. She even sent me a funny clip from the office where they're talking about how Michael Scott's notes on the clients got exposed, but they're all bad stuff. (laughs) And I was just joking with her about how sometimes with the friend database, you want to be careful about what you write because just in case it gets leaked one day, you don't want that kind of stuff going out there. My friends, Kevin and Jess, were also laughing at the friend database. Howie said that if you don't have the community you want yet, it's probably because you didn't put it in a spreadsheet. (laughs) If you haven't heard our friend database episode, check it out. And Sammy, what's so cool is that we were just on Doc G's podcast, Earn and Invest, talking about the friendship recession. So a lot of you have reached out to us afterwards. This topic really resonated with so many people. A lot of you had thoughts about the loneliness epidemic. We had such an interesting conversation with Doc G about this topic and how you can actually protect yourself against this friendship recession, how you can go out and make friends. We'll share a link to the episode. It actually came out yesterday if you are listening to this live. So check it out and let us know what you think. We will link to it in our own website. It was such a great conversation. We always have so much fun chatting with Doc G. He asked great, great questions. And we really looked at this from a different angle that I thought was super fun. So check it out and go to buildawealthyspirit.com to let us know what you thought. And on Instagram, Michelle, Coach Sean Murphy shared a story with our most recent podcast, Deprogramming from a Corporate Mindset. And he said this was easily one of his favorite podcast finds. Definitely worth a listen and subscribe. We got so many positive comments. Sean Murphy, thank you so much for sharing our podcast. If you like our podcast, share it on Instagram, Build a Wealthy Spirit Podcast. We love to see you guys sharing it with your friends. Also, Mateo wrote, this is an important topic for sure. Vinamrata wrote, oof, been struggling with this one lately, especially in the first weeks of sabbatical. We understand that this topic is so, so important, deprogramming for the corporate mindset. Whether or not you're on a work break or you're just, honestly, sometimes just like in a weekend and trying to escape this idea that you need to grind and hustle and give your all constantly to your workplace. Check that episode out. We always really enjoy that topic. And leave us a comment for death clock. This is something we're very, very curious to know. If you think about, are you a death meditation person? Have you thought about your own death clock? Leave us a comment at buildawealthyspirit.com. And most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and we rethink the status quo. Thank you.